what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Nissy is here, and we're talking everything Nile. Before we get to the episode, I want to put out an RTBP PSA. There is a certain song <laughs> that I have sung on this podcast. It's about, you know, axing a body part. If you've been here a while, you know the one. It has come up way too much in my personal life. <laughs> So I am creating a new rule for the RTBP community. It is sort of like a fight club rule where we don't talk about it ever again. Thank you so much. Anyways, if you enjoyed today's episode where we go probably way too deep into (laughs) one topic, let me know what you want me to talk about next and I will find an expert and do my half-assed internet research. Okay, I feel like we just need to get into it because it's a long one. Here's my conversation with Nissy. I'm back with a very special guest, a highly requested episode. Nissy is here to talk all about Nile. That is such a mouthful. Nissy, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I should have also asked you, is that how you pronounce your name? Yep. Because your, na- your full name is Anissa, right? Yeah, it's Anissa, but no one can say it. So I go oh, by Nissy, no. but half the time I can't even pronounce that. So oh, fine. No. Anissa is such a pretty name. Thank you. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I just graduated college like a month ago. And like the rest of us, I made a TikTok at the start of quarantine. <laughs> and I've just always been Disney Channel obsessed, celebrity obsessed, social media obsessed. So here we are. <laughs> well, congrats on finishing college. I found your TikTok randomly, but I've been getting requests to do a Niley episode. So I swear to God, it was meant to be similarly to how I think that Miley and Nick are meant to be. <laughs> I was literally just going to say, if we're talking fate, then perfect. We're talking Nick and Miley. I love that. So you started making TikToks. And then what got you to pick up the Miles to Go book and like start timelining the Nick and Miley relationship? Yeah, so I had been making TikToks, you know, for a few months, like I said, start a quarantine. But I was looking for that niche and it took me a while. Um, But one day I was just cleaning out my room, you know, graduated, had way too much time on my hands. And I found my book, Dusty. And I was like, you know what? I remember specifically the Prince Charming chapter just changing my life. And I was like, I feel like no one talks about this. And I haven't seen it on TikTok. So made one TikTok about it and people really liked it. It's so good. And you've done like a 15 part (laughs) series, (laughs) which I hope you do do more like about specific points in their relationship but it is so good and I learned so much I am 28 so when this was all happening in like 2006 to like 2015 etc I I guess I was like I don't know in grade 9 grade 8 um 13 14 years old I can't do the the math quick enough in my head (laughs) but I did not remember like any of this I I, and I've always been a Disney Channel, Miley, and Jonas Brothers fan. There's so many details that I just, like, blanked out in my head. 
That's wild because, yeah, you were kind of the same age as, like, Nick and Miley back then. Okay, so I looked it up because I was like, am I being creepy for, like, thinking Nick <laughs> looks, like, hot in these pictures and stuff? And I was like, this is, like, I, I had to look it up. I am the exact same age, like, within months of Selena, Nick, and Miley. Like, we're oh all God. 28. Okay, We're all iconic. born in 1992. Yes, I was like, why didn't I get some of that, like, 1992 energy? <laughs> yeah, like, I was, okay, so in 2006, I was fully eight years old, but, like, fully invested, and I always wish that I was older, so I'm, like, kind of jealous of you for being the exact same age. I know, and, like, they did kind of live out my, like, Disney Channel dreams, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just so excited to talk about these things. So, you're saying that you found the book, but you had read it when it was published, like, in 2009? Yeah, like I said, I was obsessed. So I had the book right in 2009. I was constantly on, like, gossip sites, like, Ocean Up. So I <laughs> definitely was just following it at the time. Yeah, can you explain to everyone what Ocean Up is? Because I saw that you mentioned it in your, like, Twitch and stuff, but I've never heard of that. Yeah, Ocean Up, I don't think it exists anymore, but it's, like, same kind of vibe as, like, Perez Hilton, like, Just Jared, if you remember those, like... Oh, like, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> gossip sites, like, updated multiple times a day of, like, the most recent paparazzi photos. And, like, something to think about is social media was not so prominent back then. So, like, gossip sites like that is where you got a lot of information um, since you couldn't get it direct from the source. That's a really good point, and... It really reminded me, like, all of the receipts you pulled up from and, like, screenshots from, yeah, t old Twitter and these tabloid gossip magazines and websites. I forgot at how much, like, detail they had to, like, get into. Like, I can't remember when there's, like, a 2021 story. And probably it doesn't happen on, like, modern cell phones, but... I have that image of Miley on the red carpet with her and Nick kissing as her background. Are, is she on a red carpet? Maybe she wasn't, but she had like a Blackberry and it was her and Nick as the background. And like that type of story is just, I feel like so juicy, but we never get those anymore. Yeah, it's like so interesting because I just remember that specifically, like that photo on her phone was like, the moment where everyone's like okay it's like a speculation like are they dating are they not but like when that paparazzi took that photo that was everywhere like on ocean up like I said <laughs> everyone was talking about it so I love it it's so fun and yeah I I was like what was I doing that I in my life where I didn't follow this as closely as I clearly should have been and I was just kind of thinking I was like maybe I was just like living my life peacefully <laughs> and I was like I kind of love that for myself like because nowadays I'm just like <laughs> on every gossip blog and like stuff like that yeah. I was like maybe I was just like care like carefree and like living my life maybe that was for the better <laughs> it's weird to me that you weren't following it especially now that you literally have a podcast like ready to be petty but at the same time like I always make fun of myself because like I didn't have friends until I was like 16 <laughs> and I'm like that is fully because I spent too much time being invested on the internet and with celebrities so honestly you're better off not has been following it at the time and I just didn't know that that was like the level of fandom I think even at that time like obviously I read those magazines like casually and 
stuff like that. But I did not realize like how deep people got into like the Nile fandom. So this is a lot of this is all news to me, even though it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I was actually I just remembered. I found at the same time that I was looking for my Miles to Go book, um, I found a bunch of magazines and I forgot how juicy those were. And that also was a main source. Like I didn't realize also when I was just looking online, like I found scanned photos of magazines and I didn't realize just like this was how people found information was through these teeny bopper magazines. So I don't know. They were more useful than I remember. Totally. And one question I had was just like, was this the kind of like Instagram live? Like we were going to talk about Selena and Demi's and Miley and Mandy's YouTube channels. But it's funny how I feel like it's shifted where now if we want that personal information, we'll find it on Instagram lives when when there are, the celebrities are like a little bit more candid or like comments on Instagram instead of like tweets. Like I feel like it swung one way where it became a lot more curated. Um, and then nowadays, again, you can just find all this like drama from like what people have liked and comments and stuff and kind of, I don't know, it's evolved, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. When I was doing research for this, I realized how much of the information came directly from Miley's Twitter. And it made me kind of sad because I realized how like, formal Twitter has become and back then Miley was so casual so much more fun um so like you said it's just kind of shifted yeah I loved those tweets of hers that were just like having a good day or like a pic behind the scenes and I guess we still do get that on like Instagram stories but you're totally right like there was spelling mistakes and weird spacing and and like the colon bracket smiley face and it just like it 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 seemed like so much just like coming from the real person where, yeah, again, we're more like media literate and like people are more media trained. But I definitely think maybe there's this like fallacy now of knowing celebrities. Like maybe mm-hmm. it seems more personal, but is it really like maybe not? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like I'm sure we'll get into this too, but at some point Miley deleted her Twitter Uh, Mm. right when she started dating Liam and the reason for it is that Liam wanted her to delete the Twitter and I think the reason for that is because she was so candid and would constantly tweet about missing Nick so that's another thing but um yeah I think he was uncomfortable with how candid and personal she got on social media so definitely yeah something interesting to think about Totally. And she, I think, was one of the biggest, like, user, like, celebs that picked up Twitter um, first. So, yeah, her impact. (laughs) (laughs) Her impact. Legend. So as a kid, and I probably know the answer to this, but were you Team Nick, Kevin, or Joe? Weirdly enough, I was Team Joe. Like, I wasn't even a... Yeah. I wasn't even a Nick girl, but I definitely was a Nile shipper, but a Joe girl at heart. That's so funny. I was definitely team Nick. Like, I loved his, like, curly hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And maybe it was because he's the same age as me. But, yeah, I always was a a Nick fan. Still am. But I really also like Joe nowadays. And also, like, justice for Kevin. Because I feel like (laughs) poor Kevin. Like, when I ask this question to people, because 
Honestly, I, I ask it a lot, but I feel like I should just be like, were you team Nick or Joe? I feel like no one has ever answered oh. Kevin. That's so sad. Like even, okay, so in the Chasing Happiness documentary, which also I'm sure we'll get to, they were talking about like after breaking up what they all did, Joe doing DNCE and getting quite famous through that. Nick also having his solo moment. And then they cut to a scene of Kevin buying diapers in a grocery store. (laughs) And I'm like, that is so sad. Like, okay, to each their own. He probably wanted a normal life. Like, family's important to him. But it's just, it is so funny to think about the life that Kevin had after the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, and it always seemed that way that he kind of was, like, the odd person out. And that Joe and Nick always, like, embraced celebrities. And, like, they were always dating celebrities which obviously that's what we're talking about etc but he always yeah seemed to be like a little bit out of it so did you probably didn't but did you watch his reality tv show no I didn't neither did I I have seen clips of it like maybe I should maybe I should watch it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've actually been getting requests um to do a series on Kevin's reality show so I'm kind of like oh you know maybe I'll watch it but also I'm like I don't know what kind of drama that like what truly could be happening in Kevin's family life. I don't know. I don't know. I there was a storyline where his like parents didn't like Danielle or something like that. So maybe there is some like juicy tea. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. They've been dating forever, too. Yeah, yeah. And I really like their story, too. So honestly, yeah, justice for Kevin. And justice for Frankie. Frankie has been taking TikTok by storm, so. Totally, totally. I really liked it. And then sometimes some parts it's like, I don't really like this. The bonus Jonas is something (laughs) (laughs) I always talked about when I was like growing up because, yeah, I felt bad that he was just like not a part of it. But I think obviously like doors opened up for him just because he was like adjacent to the Jonas Brothers. Like Ponyo with Noah Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) That was really cute. I like how, yeah, he's been posting on, on TikTok. We had a question from Valerie and I guess we kind of answered it, but did you know what was going on with Niley while it was happening? Like, was this a, a day-to-day interaction or did you catch on a few months, like, after? No, no. just it was absolutely <laughs> on the dot. I was just so aware of it. Like I said, didn't have friends for a long time. So this was, I'm also an only child, so that explains anything. Yeah, I definitely was in the know at the time. So June 11th. 2006 you're <laughs> logging on to ocean up i was actually the one submitting all the tea at like eight yeah. years old like, yeah. i'm scheming oh my god that's too funny okay so let's like really dive into it um we're gonna talk about the biggest relationship moments obviously pulling a lot from um the tiktok timeline that you made we're gonna talk about all the important songs and then present day Nick and Miley, where are they at now? Is there any hope of reconciliation (laughs) that we're so dearly holding on for? Yeah, we're going to get into all of it. So as I referenced before, obviously June 11th is a really big date, but we're going to take you back to 2006 um, where Nick and Miley first met. So was this like a love at first sight type of relationship? I believe so. And if you don't mind, I'm literally going to reference what she says in Miles to Go when she meets him. She literally says, I remember the exact date, June 11, 2006. It was the day I met my first love. 
Let's call him Prince Charming. I don't want to use his name because this isn't about who he is or what I meant to him. It's about how I felt and what our relationship meant to me. So it, to me, just seems so immediate. Like, And also something to consider is even before they met in real life, Nick Jonas did an interview on a magazine and they asked him who his celebrity crush was and he said Miley Cyrus. And that was before they had even met. So they were definitely eyeing each other. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Did their fame kind of come around the same time? I think Miley definitely had a leg up. Like she was already on Hannah Montana or at least just starting it. Um, the Jonas Brothers hadn't even released Year 3000 by the time that they had met Miley, which was their big break. So I think Miley had a little bit of a jump start, I guess, but they definitely were on the come up around the same time. And Kate, did you feel weird that they chose June 11th as their anniversary? Because so that's the date that is considered that their anniversary. But isn't usually that like, you know, your first date or when you became like official or like your first kiss or it seems so weird to think like that is literally the first day that they met. Yeah, I definitely think that is weird especially since they were so young but at the same time it later on in the book she talks about how they hung out later that night and she would call them on the phone and she would sleep with her phone like right beside her head on her pillow (laughs) so even though it's like I feel like not a normal thing to necessarily say the first day you met is your anniversary I think it was a uh, an abnormal situation I guess for them Totally. So they get together and it's pretty it's pretty hush hush at this point, right? Like the us normies have not caught on that they're together, right? Yeah, I don't think so. At least for me, I think what's interesting is I think Disney always caught on to it from the very beginning before anything was necessarily public because they did make that um, cameo moment in the Hannah Montana episode. Um, And they had in the episode Nick Jonas pretty much falling in love with her immediately, even as characters. So they definitely were pointing us in the right direction. But I don't think it was pretty well that well known at the time. That is just so classic like Disney where it's like, of course, they knew all of that. And of course, they're going to like capitalize on it (laughs) and like make it a huge thing. But Yeah, I remember watching that Hannah Montana episode and being, like, completely, absolutely, like, mesmerized. Yeah, and of course, like you said, capitalizing on that. Like, beyond that, right after the episode, they went on tour together. They Mm -hmm. had a song together. So Disney just went full swing and, like, let's push this. Yeah, so was there a tour? Because I definitely went to the Hannah Montana Uh, this is so embarrassing. I guess it's not embarrassing because it's like, look what we're talking about. But like, I literally went to the 3D concert experience in a theater. Yeah, no, I definitely did too. And I also, I went to that tour with the Jonas Brothers in Hannah Montana. I actually saw Hannah Montana when she was opening for the Cheetah Girls. So that was before... Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're living my dream. (laughs) (laughs) I I had nothing else to do. And I actually made a TikTok because I also saw the Jonas Brothers on tour around the same time. And I was, like I said, a huge Niley stan since the beginning. And I went to the Jonas Brothers concert wearing a Hannah Montana wig because I thought (laughs) that would make Jonas notice me. Oh my god. Like, what was going through your head? Like, um, oh, he'll leave. (laughs) Leave Hannah for me. 
It wasn't even, I just was like, you know what? He's so in love with Miley. Like that episode, he falls in love with Hannah. Like if he sees me in the crowd with this wig on, like he's going to fall in love. Like 100%. I'm obsessed with that. I've seen so many TikToks of girls being like, when I was like 10 or 11 going to concerts and getting like fully ready and just being like, this will be the like outfit that they'll like see me in. And it's so funny because they're like, what did I think was going to happen? Like we were going to like meet and fall in love. Honestly, I love it because it's like I have less confidence now than I did back then. Like, you know? 100%. Like I've been taken down a handful of notches I would never do something like that now but like I love that I love girls before society has a chance to like beat them down exactly so I'm like honestly go off sister like you thought Nick Jonas was gonna fall in love with you with a wig on yep he was (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much it's just so wholesome and like uh, I just I love fangirl culture I love I love all of this So they started dating and in all of their interviews, they are like dancing around the topic. It's never really confirmed if they're dating. Yeah, basically at this point, up until they go on their first break, I don't think it was ever official or they never confirmed it in interviews. Um, They were definitely asked about each other during interviews, but nothing was ever confirmed. The classic like, oh, we're good friends and but we're not dating. But it was pretty obvious, like the giggles and they would all turn red and totally because they're so young. Like I, I think that's another thing that I've just been so impressed by and and like empathetic towards Nick and Miley is like every single interview. It's like an adult grilling you about your relationship status and just the way that they have to handle it. And they did handle it like pros, but that must have been so difficult. Yeah, actually, I never thought about that until recently when I was doing all the research, like the amount of times that Ryan Seacrest specifically would just dig at them to try to get the tea. Like, sure, I get it. It's literally your job. But you are like a full grown adult just being like, are you dating? What's the what are the details of your relationship to like a 14 year old? Like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. It's so weird. Like, if this was in any other, like, real-life context, like, outside of being interviewed, like, as a celebrity, it would just be so weird. Yeah. So, they go on their first break. Has it ever been confirmed why they went on a break? Um, There was nothing super specific, but in her book, she does say that they weren't being their best selves and that she wanted to be her best self and bring the best out of someone else in a relationship. And it wasn't exactly that. I think there were also rumors at the time that like, or maybe things that she said in interviews saying that Nick was kind of mean, but that was never like fully out there, I guess. Okay. I do want to loop back to that because I kind of have like a tinfoil conspiracy (laughs) theory about that. Okay. I just find also, like, writing something, because she wrote this in 2009, so she's 17 and writing this, who at that age has the introspection to be able to be like, we weren't our best selves? What's interesting is, I've been reading, like, a lot more chapters out of the book. The Prince Charming chapters, where she talks about Nick and her relationship, are quite mature, and she reflects on it very maturely, but every other chapter is pretty much the opposite so her 17 year old does show throughout the rest of the chapters 
that's so funny do you think that that was one of the chapters because it's co-written by like an adult do you think that that was edited by the adult like it just seems so out of place I guess if you think about it um a lot of people would have put together that Prince Charming is Nick so they would have known that it would have been huge news so they probably did have someone go in and make sure that everything was appropriate because people were going to break it down but at the same time a lot of the Prince Charming chapters are so specific in terms of dates and how she felt so I think a lot of it did come from her heart. Nice I love that because I was also just thinking like at that age like I never had a high school boyfriend so like (laughs) just gonna put that out there for everyone. To everyone, just resonate on that for for a few moments. But, like, does a 13 and, like, 14-year-old or whatever, whatever age they were, do those types of things happen? Like, I feel like going on a break is such an, like, an adult thing to do. And I don't know. It just seems like they were having an adult relationship when they were younger. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm, like, putting that on them, which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird. But, yeah, it just – maybe it's because I grew up with – not being a celebrity so I know that when you're a celebrity you're often thrown into situations that are like above maybe your like normal age but yeah it just seems so weird to me yeah I was gonna say pretty much that like as a celebrity and especially as a child star I think you are forced to grow up so quickly so that's one thing as to maybe explaining why their relationship was so serious and Also, beyond that, in her book, she writes about how their love was not puppy love and how it was real to her. And I know that recently, even like within the last couple of years, she's reflected on her relationship with Nick as being something serious. So even as 14 year olds, for whatever reason, it seemed like they had a full blown real relationship, like you said. Yeah, it's so wild. So I guess that they reconcile and then again, maybe there's rumors in the news and then they like fully break up mid-tour in the winter? Yeah, so basically what had happened was she went to this, it's called the Egg Roll event. It's yeah. A weird name, but um, yeah. it was at the White House, and she said that the moment she saw him and hugged him, she knew instantly that they were back together, and it wasn't really a even a talk that they had. It was just kind of instant, kind of like the first time they met. But I guess something in between went wrong because, like you said, they broke up in the middle of their Best of Both Worlds tour. I feel like that was the one that I saw in concert, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah, that was the one that went uh, in theaters. Okay. Ugh, that was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Uh, unmatched. Like, I haven't felt pure happiness like that (laughs) since that movie came out. (laughs) 100%. And I went with my little sister um, when we were on like spring break in the city that I live in now and like our parents just like dropped us off and stuff like that and I just felt like and I think we were like one of the only people in the theater and I, it just it truly was a joy <laughs> joyous experience like <laughs> that's so funny that you say you're the, you were the only ones in the theater um I remember specifically it being so big that like this has never happened before but my family and I like my parents and I went to go see the movie and we got there thinking like, oh, yeah, let's just all sit by each other. Like, I mean, like normal. <laughs> and we got yeah. there and it was full. Like we had to sit all apart because it was so massive. That's so weird because, yeah, I don't think it was like huge here. But there was like 
again, I I don't think I've like really thought about just the mass hysteria. Like Hannah Montana was huge. Like yeah. obviously it spawns like a million trillion things, but keep forgetting I think how much of a a cultural reset Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hannah Montana was yeah I've thought about that a lot especially in terms of like everything is quantified so different now like in terms of how many Spotify plays do you have and how many followers do you have and back then it was kind of just like are you selling out your tours are you selling albums and I think that's so different because we can't really compare the fame in the same way as we can now totally and she had the type of fame where you would go into a store and there was a section just dedicated to like Hannah Montana merch. Like it was, it was wild. Yeah. She, I mean, she sold, she literally sold wigs, right? I'm like, I had to yeah, get a yeah, Hannah Montana yeah. wig somehow. I love that. So they break up mid Best of Both Worlds tour and she has to perform literally right after they break up. Again, just like another example of how much pressure are on these kids and like the emotional regulation they would have to have and just the maturity. Like I just literally speechless. <laughs> yeah. I first of all, can I swear on your podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. First of all, fuck Nick Jonas for breaking up with her right before her show. And second, yeah. it was like a few days before Christmas too. And apparently there was some interview where they had like big Christmas plans to do together. And so on top of so many different things, it's like, how dare you break up with someone right before her show? And the interesting part, the interesting part about that is she continued to wear his dog tag throughout shows after their breakup. So it was very clear that she wasn't quite over it. And just a few weeks after their breakup too, they had to perform together on New Year's Eve and Miley just completely avoids him. I couldn't imagine if you break up with someone that it's like you have to not only see them but do a professional obligation that literally millions of people are gonna watch and dissect like because you're right they performed on new year's eve and they weren't standing next to each other and fucking ryan seacrest (laughs) is is calling calling that out yeah i was just gonna say ryan seacrest was ready to call her out on that as he is always um and it's just so crazy like like you said imagine being 14 years old going through one of the biggest heartbreaks of your life having to continue on in front of the public eye and then being hounded about it in interviews by old men disgusting (laughs) so absolutely disgusting so this brings me back to my point that i said earlier and this might be a controversial take is nick jonas a dick (laughs) because it kind of seems like he is (laughs) so back then I don't think I saw it that way at all but after doing this 15 part series that is pretty much the conclusion that I came to was literally fuck Nick Jonas because we'll get into this but the whole thing that he did with Selena Gomez and then Miley and then Selena I think that just really spoke volumes to his character and of course he was young so I guess you can excuse it that way but at the same time like this lasted forever. So to answer your question, Loki, yes, I do think Nick Jonas is a dick, but hot take. I think that is a hot take because um, this was a question from Nick. Was 
the other Nick, Nick Jonas, <laughs> um, ever made out to be like a bad guy in the press. And I don't think he was. No, he absolutely was not, which I think that if this happened today, I think it would look different and people would look at it differently. But back then it was kind of Miley was seen to be the villain at the time. Like she was the controversial one who was kind of like, you know, the child star who was being what's the word I'd like you know how she was trying to be all like hot and yeah so yes yes I think in terms of who was villainized back then like the girls were which is kind of messed up if you look back on it now in a recent interview like in the last couple years on a podcast I think Miley says um when or alludes to being broken up to and people are saying that it's she's talking about the Nick breakup she goes, can I hug you goodbye? And he says, no. Like, it really gives me Joe Jonas, Taylor Swift vibes. I kind of think that maybe they were, like, kind of assholes. Yeah, I think this actually just reminded me. Um, I think Joe Jonas did some sort of written, like, expose looking back on his Disney years. And I can't remember specifics, but he talks about how he would kind of take advantage of his fame and, like, hook up with fans and yeah, so I think they might be aware of the fact that they were dicks back then. But yeah, definitely in terms of the press, they were never seen to be, uh, they were never looked at that way. And Nick Jonas not wanting to hug her after they broke up, like, again, fuck Nick Jonas. <laughs> like, that's so cold. Didn't they come up in Christian music and like they had purity rings? Isn't their dad like a pastor maybe? Yeah, um, they talk about this a lot in their Chasing Happiness documentary. Um, They were definitely children of a pastor. So yes, I think his dad was um, a pastor. Their original name was Sons of Jonas. So if that doesn't sound super religious, I don't know what does. Um, But they went through a lot, actually. Apparently their um, church community didn't approve of the fact that they were making music in the beginning. So They definitely were brought up very religious and Miley talks about in her book that that was one of the first things that they bonded about was that they were both, they were both Christians. I think actually in the book, the actual words that she uses are they were hardcore Christians. So, oh, how things change. And that's why, again, just like looping back to them being soulmates, (laughs) I think (laughs) that why I actually believe that Miley, and this is spoiler alert for later on, but is endgame is I think so much of a relationship is like shared experiences and they have growing up as pop stars Disney Channel but this connection to music because I always felt like Nick and Miley like lots of pop stars obviously they love music and music is like therapeutic but I really think that Miley and Nick have like a extremely close relationship to music like it's so ingrained in them so I I get why their relationship maybe got like serious really quickly or why they felt like it was love at first sight or whatever they just have so much in common yeah and I think anyone who kind of comes out of Disney as a child star has that shared experience that no one else can relate to and also just in terms of them being endgame I just think uh, who do you meet at 14 years old that you fall in love with so fast and then it's strung out for like the next 15 years like it's crazy 
Totally, because we're going to talk about it later, but like there's still hints of this to this day. So you're totally right. Like a 15 year, they keep coming back to each other. So uh, the other thing that pointed to Nick being an asshole was just that he asked her or like was like, oh, I like when you have like blonde highlights in your hair. So when they broke up, she dyed her hair black to be like rebelling against that and like the opposite of him but again I just don't see like a 14 15 year old being like you should (laughs) dye your hair blonde like that's so weird to me yeah I I remember even being really really young and reading that Miley dyed her hair dark because that was her rebelling against Nick and being absolutely shook by that like that is crazy and someone commented on my TikTok where I mentioned this and they said I don't like how Miley like did something for a guy and I'm like yeah of course me either but that's where I think her 14 year old self does show you know at the same time of obviously her being a feminist and being independent she still wanted to I don't know rebel against what a guy wanted her to do. Now we're kind of in 2008 territory correct and Nick and Selena get together Yeah, so Nick and Selena get together at this point, and they were also on and off. So pretty much at this time when Nick wasn't with Miley, he was with Selena. And you kind of mentioned this earlier, but it was around the same time that they were making their YouTube channels. So Miley had made her YouTube channel with her friend Mandy, who was also her backup dancer at the time. And Selena had her YouTube channel with Demi Lovato, and they were each making their own individual vlogs and Yeah, that's where the tea starts to boil. It's so wild to think, like, do you think any of this was managed by their, like, teams? It seems so weird to just give these young kids a platform that... Because, like, look what happened. There was, like, (laughs) so much drama. But, yeah, it just seemed weird that they were just able to do this. Um, I feel like it would be regulated nowadays. Yeah, I feel like that it wasn't regulated because like you said, it was just they had full reins, like everything they posted was pretty dramatic. So I want to say that they weren't. And that's where, like we were saying earlier, like everything was so candid back then on social media and a lot more fun. Whereas nowadays it would have to go through so many people, I'm sure, before anyone can post the things that they were posting. Totally. What was your favorite or like what was the juiciest moment from their YouTube channels? The biggest one is so this is where it kind of split. You were either team Miley and Mandy or team Selena and Demi. And Selena and Demi had just posted one of their classic cute vlogs, you know, nothing crazy. And very soon after they posted that, Miley and Mandy had pretty much uh, memorized the entire vlog and said every word verbatim but making fun of them like one of the ones that sticks out in my mind was Demi Lovato had pretty dark makeup on and she asked you know the camera like is my makeup too dark some people have been commenting that my makeup's too dark and of course Miley and Mandy go and mock that and Mandy puts just extreme amounts of black makeup on her face and goes is my makeup too dark like obviously mocking and that's where it splits to have the two different teams and Honestly, back then, I didn't view it as bullying, but looking back on it now, I'm like, this is kind of the classic high school bullying, but just celebrity form. Totally. Yeah, it does seem like that could be a scene from like Mean Girls or something like that. And like you wouldn't bat an eye 
And so what we're assuming is that Miley is, again, maybe still not over the breakup or mad at Nick for getting with Selena. And this is kind of the outlet that they chose to to show that. 100%. There was um one of their first episodes, I think it might be the first, of the Miley and Mandy show. Uh, they played a couple of Jonas Brothers songs and they kind of... Uh, just make fun of the Jonas Brothers a little bit. They have a Jonas Brothers tote bag in the corner that's very visible. Miley even takes out a photo of her and Nick and it has a rip down the middle and she like throws it off. So she was definitely very salty and made it very clear. I cannot believe this is another thing that I was like really surprised about when I was revisiting this story through your series is just like how ballsy Miley was like I absolutely love like how she put this all out there like I really like that about her yeah and honestly she's still the same today I like how she has never lost that sense of herself yeah but for especially for being 15 years old to just put yourself out there like that is wild totally because I feel like us normal people might do that with like back in the day like Facebook statuses or tweets or something like that but it's just like that scope was like what a hundred people this is like millions of people and I just also love when yeah people are putting their feelings out there like full force Mm -hmm. what's also funny so in terms of like the Demi and Selena versus Miley and Mandy thing obviously the Jonas Brothers are indirectly involved because of the whole Nick situation but again classic Kevin (laughs) was always kind of never thought about too much and I think he wanted a part of the fun So there was one time where he walked out into the public and he was wearing a Team Demi and Selena shirt, which is so funny that Kevin just wanted to be involved. I love it because it's so random coming from Kevin. Like, it just doesn't have the same impact if it was Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's just so amazing that, like, that it was him. Also, it's like, where did he buy that? Like, were there actual websites or something? I was like, there's either two options. I'm like, did he literally just go on his computer and go, Team Demi and Selena shirt? Or did he custom make it himself? Because I kind of feel like they weren't selling them. Or did, like, a fan give it to him? That's, like, the less fun answer. But it was, you know, ballsy of him to walk out in that shirt and kind of clearly take his stance. Yeah, were you, at the time, Team Demi and Selena or Team Miley and Mandy? It's super weird because I was definitely a Niley shipper. Never was a Nalina shipper. Um, But for whatever reason, I think I was Team Selena and Demi, even though I loved Miley. I don't really, I have no explanation for why I was team Selena and Demi but do you remember what you were no and that's the other thing is like I definitely remember all of this happening and watching the videos and stuff like that but I don't again remember it impacting my life enough to like take a stance um but I I do vaguely remember kind of being like oh Miley this is like a little bit mean girl and I feel like I'm always like on the underdog side. So I probably would have been Selena and Demi. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't remember it closely enough, which I'm I'm sad <laughs> that I don't. It's kind of funny too, like now I look back on it as like a mean girl or I look back on it as a mean girl situation, but I also now see it as she was just so heartbroken and given the seriousness of their relationship, I get how heartbroken she must have been. 
Um, but at the same time, doesn't necessarily excuse the things that she did. Totally. And I always think of like how difficult because now you're watching like if you break up with someone IRL, you could delete them off all social medias and like never have to look at them again but like she would have obligations with him at Disney she would obviously watch like see the interviews that he would do and see the paparazzi pictures of him and Selena so I also get that it's like probably a really difficult Mm -hmm. situation you can't escape it I guess when you're constantly reminded and the fact is I'm making these TikToks in 2021 so here she is being reminded of it again (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. Like, and this was another thing that was really interesting when I watched your Twitch and your series. It's like they are still asked about this type of stuff like Mm -hmm. nowadays. So it's like just always present. So I get that that's really difficult. So I think that the next kind of big thing that happens is the leaked photos of Miley were released. Another question from Nick, did we ever find out what happened with those? Like who leaked them or Yeah, I actually just made an entire TikTok about this today, coincidentally. Kate, can you share your TikTok names? Yeah, my TikTok name is LOL Missy and pretty much all my socials are LOL Missy. So yeah, what did you find out? So I remember even seeing once they were leaked back then all the photos that were leaked had a tag across them that said train wreck like train and then req and turns out that guy at the time was just a 19 year old guy who his name was josh holly and he was just kind of infamous for hacking people um he had some sort of access to a myspace administrative like database to like so that's where he found um Miley's password, which was Loco92, if anyone was wondering. Uh, And that had access to her email account to where this guy, Josh Hawley, found a bunch of emails sent to Nick. Oh, my God. So she was, like, low-key emailing. Like, they weren't, like, nudes, but, like, sexy photos. That is so wild that people used to email them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, okay, let me just fax my boyfriend really just takes you back to that time oh my god that's so funny that is so crazy though not only that we knew her password (laughs) should I change all my passwords to loco 92 no and like obviously it's like extremely invasive and like really really wrong and like was I think Miley talks about this a lot like that was a really uh tough time but I think like people gleaned more information about Nick and Miley from these pictures because there was often like items of like his clothing or like the Build-A-Bear he got her and like stuff in the pictures right right yeah and apparently I just recently looked into this obviously for my TikTok and the guy who hacked her was very proud of it like most hackers are you know trying to keep their identity hidden but he very much did interviews with like inside edition on like how he did it and he was, like I said, very proud. Um, and so he had actually held on to the photos for a few months before he leaked them. And so by the time he had leaked them, Miley was with her new boyfriend, Justin Gaston. And he was 20-something. I can't remember anymore. But he was an adult and Miley was still a minor at the time. 
So people were kind of confused. Were they for him or were they with, uh, were they for Nick? But um, yeah, the hacker confirmed that they were emails to Nick Jonas. So just a million problematic things with that we could like dissect. But (laughs) was he like arrested? Like that is literally illegal. And because you're right, Miley was a minor at the time. Like, shouldn't there be some type of like repercussions? Yeah, so his house was searched by the FBI, but he was never charged for anything. Um, I like to say it was probably young white male privilege. Um, And then actually a couple years later in 2011, he was uh, sentenced to three years probation. And not for the Miley photos, though. He was stealing credit card numbers and he had over 200 credit card numbers stolen. So he got in trouble for that, but not not photos of a minor, I guess. (laughs) That is so wild. Also, just that this information is like readily available. I don't know how hard you were like searching, but it seems like it was readily available. That's wild to me. Yeah, it definitely wasn't hard to find. But I just now I'm so curious because the most recent thing I could find was from 2011. So it's been 10 years. Like, where is he now? Literally, where is he now? And then after the leaked photos, the book that you read came out, Miles to Go. And then they reconnect. So Selena and him break up. Is there like a definitive date or reason why they split up? Um, There was no, to be honest, I was not a huge Selena fan. So as far <laughs> as I know, there was not much. Um, But it was kind of well known that, you know, Nick would bounce from Miley to Selena, Miley to Selena. So everyone kind of saw Selena even the public saw Selena as a rebound, whereas I don't know if Selena realized that she might have been. Um. Yeah, it seemed like from some tweets, um, if you were like reading in between the lines, she didn't think that it was like that at all, which is another clue that Nick is an asshole. So, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Selena actually has a song, I Won't Apologize, um, which is about Nick and the about the first time that they broke up um, where she talks about, I won't apologize for who I am. And so I think she kind of alludes to the fact that like, I'm no Miley, but I won't apologize for who I am. Um, But after writing and releasing that song, she still got back together with Nick. So like we said, he's an asshole, but obviously there's something there that they kept coming back to and who knows what that was. So the next kind of big milestone is when they co-write the song before the storm was that like commissioned by Disney or, or was there like a purpose for why they came together for that? Or was it just like their ideas? I definitely think it was their own personal idea. It seems like a very personal song. And at the time when uh, the Jonas Brothers were releasing their album that this song was on, Lines, Finds and Trying Times, um, they would constantly be asked like, what's your favorite song? What's the most personal song on the album? And Nick would always say Before the Storm. So I think it definitely was a really important song to them. And it was also around this time that all the Disney stars did send it on. And Mm -hmm. Miley had tweeted that she was writing a song with Nick Jonas in the theater. And it might have not been before the storm, but it was around the same time frame. So it's safe to say that they were definitely writing a lot of songs together. Definitely, like you said, touching on their love for music and reconciling that way. I love that. And the paparazzi photos of them going into like the recording studio or whatever where Nick's in that like New York hat and she's in like cowboy boots. 
it's just like my favorite Nylee era. I love those. But she has that beautiful long curly hair. And I just love those photos so much. (laughs) It was definitely like going back to Ocean Up because it had been such a long time before we had any Nylee content. All of a sudden those paparazzi photos came out, like you said, Miley with the cowboy boots and curly long hair. And I remember everyone was shook when those photos came out so I know there's no better feeling than like a drought of your favorite celebrity couple or like pop culture story and then like pictures drop and it's just uh there's nothing like it it's so true (laughs) thrill (laughs) so we're back to June 2009 they're together But she starts filming the last song. He's seen jet skiing on the set. But then they break up and she starts dating Liam Hemsworth. Um, And he goes back to Selena. Like, what happened there? Yeah, so I'm not sure if it was ever confirmed at that point if they had officially gotten back together, Nick and Miley. Um, But like you mentioned, on June 13th, 2009... She was seen uh, jet skiing with Nick and not just jet skiing, but making out with him on the jet ski. So it can be assumed that they might have, you know, been back to being romantic with each other. But the weird part that doesn't really add up is Miley considers her anniversary with Liam to be June 11th, 2009, which is interesting that she chose the same date uh, that she had her anniversary with Nick. And I have a whole TikTok about this, but it's just... It seems that Miley isn't so clear in her own mind of the timeline um, because there's just no way that it was the same exact date. Plus, she was seeing kissing Nick on a jet ski just before that. So it's so weird. Um, the June 11th thing, like, I don't know. It's just so, so weird. And it's also weird that like she ends up having like also another like 10, not 10 year relationship, but like five or six year relationship with Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, it actually, I think it was around 10 years because like if it is around June 2009, um, they ended up getting divorced in January of 2020, I believe, officially. So, oh, okay. That's like, I know some of these things I'm like, that feels like years ago, but they just got married in, yeah, like 2018, I think. So you're right. They probably obviously got divorced 2019, 2020. Mm -hmm. But definitely in between their like 10-ish year long relationship, there was definitely breaking up and getting back together as well. So it wasn't a straight shot of 10 years. Yeah, because you referenced in your TikTok that possibly Nick and Miley reconcile in 2011 and date secretly. But how do you know that? And how did we not know that? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, uh, I was just a paparazzi and was peering into their windows at all times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So nothing was ever like super concrete in 2011. And that's why in my TikToks, I just brushed by it very quickly. But there were several occasions where they would be seen together, um, but not in... uh, There were several... There were several occasions where people would see them together. Like one specific example was at a bowling alley. Um, This guy had taken a photo with Miley. And in the comments, he says, oh, yeah, Nick Jonas was there, too. But he didn't really say anything and didn't want to take a photo. So they definitely wanted to keep things quite low key and would never take photos with fans together. But there are several instances where they were together and no one really knew it. (laughs) 
I love this detective work because I feel like I basically used to do that with Emma Chamberlain and Ethan Dolan. (laughs) Oh my god, that's such a good example. It would be like very similar to Niley, like she would be wearing his sweatshirt or they would take pictures with fans at like a coffee shop or a pumpkin patch or whatever, but it's like it would be in separate photos, so ugh. Yeah, I love sneaky, it. Sneaky. <laughs> yeah. But it always comes out like they always try to be like one step ahead of us, but I feel like we always like we always find out. Exactly. And again, this 2011 kind of sneaky sneaky moment was after you mentioned this briefly, but after he dated Selena again. So, it was just a constant ping pong situation, if you will. Totally. And we didn't even mention like shortly after she meets Justin Bieber and that's her true Nick, her true Prince Charming, obviously, because we're big Jelena fans of this <laughs> podcast. So yeah, like that is also something as she starts dating Justin Bieber and like the rest is history. So that is, it's just so wild the whole Jelena situation. Like a lot of people have been asking me to do TikToks about Jelena, but people have such intense opinions about it I'm scared to touch it but at the same time I just feel bad for Selena because she was always Nick's second choice and then obviously we all know how Jelena went and at this point as far as we know she's single question mark yeah I heard some rumors a few months ago that she was casually dating someone that wasn't super famous but I haven't heard anything since then but you're right because people still like harass Hailey Bieber about Justin and Selena so yeah if you do make a series like obviously I'll be the first to watch it but like (laughs) tread lightly (laughs) yeah it's scary but the the craziest part just to touch on this real quick is the fact that Haley was a Jelena shipper I know like I know (laughs) I cannot anyways it's so weird to me how all of this like just fits so perfectly together (laughs) so there's a few things like post 2011 that indicate that they still maybe had feelings for each other there was like unresolved business Nick is always tweeting and Instagramming about Miley like all of the time what do you think of that yeah it's also weird because throughout that time of like 2011 to 2015 Nick was dating several different people all throughout those years But at the same time, it does seem like he was continually pining after Miley on social media. And like you said, it was constant. It wasn't just like, oh, here and there. But it really was like commenting hearts on her Instagram photo. And there was at one point Miley was hosting the VMAs and he had tweeted out of nowhere something along the lines of him being so proud and excited for Miley to host the VMAs. Like, where did that come from? And why did you tweet that? Yeah, I don't it was kind of an obsession very random as well like I don't know and it wasn't always reciprocated from her like she would never randomly tweet like Nick things right yeah she definitely went through her own stages of obsession and I kind of I feel like that might be why he was so obsessed is Miley was always the one so after him for so long and when she finally found her sense of self and became more of an individual I think he started missing that this is my own personal theory (laughs) but I think that's when he started really becoming obsessed and it kind of they kind of switched roles in that way 
I love that so much. I really hope that that's like true. It seems pretty fitting. Uh, We had a question from Courtney, another friend of the pod. Was their breakup what sparked like the Miley transformation? Like obviously the can't be tamed moving into bangers era. Do you think some of that had to do with Nick? In terms of the bangers era, I think that's pretty clearly about her big breakup with Liam, if I'm not mistaken. But at the same time, in the same era, she was not fully over Nick. Like there were times, specifically, I remember there was a poster or a fan had said something like, if you ask Nick, if you ask Nick, he'll stay, which is a play on her lyrics from Stay. Um, and she had said, it's not that simple. So it seemed like there was still a bit of a hang up there, even while she was dating Liam and also throughout her can't be tamed bangers era. Um, but in terms of what sparked the transformation, I think it was mostly Liam. At the same time, the bangers tour, I touched on this in my TikTok as well, but uh, during her performances of Maybe You're Right, there was a little backdrop of an animation and it kind of um, told the whole story from pretty much start to finish of Nick and Liam where she meets Nick. Well, it's an animation, but it's of an animal. She meets animal Nick and he's wearing a little crown. He's a Prince Charming. They fall in love. It's great. Um, He turns a little bit mean and they break up and then somehow they connect again, break up again. She's left alone in a forest and then a big buff kangaroo, Liam being Australian, comes and saves her. So she was definitely, there were still crumbs of Nylee throughout the years. Totally. And again, that's just like another example of her putting it all out there because that's like even though it's coded, it's like barely coded. Like that's so obvious. A, a buff kangaroo. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Like I feel like Taylor Swift, it's like you have to work for it. This is just like putting it all out there. Exactly. And in terms of, um, again, the Miley things that he was posting, I think one of the craziest things that I realized after researching he had posted a couple hearts on Miley's Instagram photo during the Met Gala of 2018, which was the same month that he was officially spotted with Priyanka, his wife. Yes. Um, and only like two or three months after he had commented those hearts, he got engaged to Priyanka. So very quick, which I find alarming regardless of whether you're a celebrity or not. Um, and also just interesting that he was commenting hearts at the same month that he was possibly dating Priyanka yeah and again it reminds me of Jelena where they got back together like really recently and then like a month later he was with Haley and like proposing and stuff it's so weird this is when I want like the real tea like this is yeah when we can't like figure out what happened right and of course this is kind of in Liam and Miley's best era as well as when Nick is commenting all these things so very interesting and beyond that uh, I think last year Miley posted a throwback with Nick and Priyanka had commented something like ha 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 lol hubby is so right these posts have been fire it's like girl I don't know it's so (laughs) awkward like the like, to have the upper hand, you don't respond, obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I don't, like, the use of hubby, no matter who you are, will always give me the chills. 100%. Like, that is, like, 
a huge offense. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I hate all of that. Is there any other like bits and pieces or like milestones that you want to touch on that bring us to present day? I think something worth mentioning is um, Miley and Nick no longer follow each other on Instagram. So wild. Don't know when that all happened because Miley was posting those throwbacks just last year and she was asked about it um, on a on the Zach on the Zach saying show. And she said that her Instagram will go and unfollow people all the time and she doesn't realize it. But to me, that seems a little bit of a cover up. So she also um, had followed Priyanka and unfollowed her at some point within the last year as well. Yeah, I hate when celebs don't have a better excuse for that. Or it's like just continue to follow them and mute their content. Like, so it doesn't bring up suspicions. I don't know. I feel like that's how I figured out any breakup that's ever happened is like <laughs> when they unfollow each other. Yeah, it's so strange because I'm like, are celebrities just out of touch? Like, I don't know. Personally, I never unfollow people. I'll mute them or whatever, but I don't go out of my way to actually unfollow someone. So I think it's very interesting, especially they know that people will talk about it. So I think it's really strange that they'll go that extra mile to cause drama. <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree. So I think one of the biggest questions we got from recording this is like what songs are about Miley and what songs are about Nick or what are some like important songs that we should listen to and tell us about your Spotify playlist too. (laughs) (laughs) I was just gonna say perfect segue into dropping my Spotify playlist. Yeah I had I had also gotten a lot of questions about what songs are about Nick and Miley and I'm like do y'all want 200 parts of a TikTok series because I could do that for the amount of songs that they have written about each other. Um, so yeah, I, I went and made a Spotify playlist with all the different songs. Yes. And I randomly today, because I often do this if I'm recording about like a specific artist or whatever, like I will just get into the headspace, listen to music. And I just looked up Niley on Spotify. And the first thing that comes <laughs> up is Nissy's playlist. I was like, this is like, too weird but honestly if there's anything I'm known for I want it to be a Niley playlist I love that so much (laughs) it just it sets the tone and don't stop listening to this but after you can definitely (laughs) check it out so I think like the the first big song I think is SOS right Mm -hmm. yeah so that was off like their very first debut album I guess after joining the Disney Channel. And I think the important part to note in SOS is the um, lyric, next time I'm giving you a high five because hugs are overrated, just FYI. And if we recall that first day on June 11th that Nick and Miley met, they give each other a hug and Miley says she doesn't do, oh, she doesn't do handshakes, she does hugs. And therefore, obviously, Nick Jonas's scratchy shirt that she hates. I also just want to like point out, I hate when people are like, oh, I'm a hugger. Like, I just do hugs. It's like, (laughs) I absolutely hate that. Like, from a consent standpoint, it, like, it takes away, like, the opportunity for the person to, like, decline. But, yeah, I just feel like let's get rid of that in 2021. (laughs) I completely agree. Imagine meeting someone for the first time and they say, I don't do handshakes. I do hugs. Like, girl, get out of my face. 
I cannot. Like, I just cannot. And I feel like some people do that too, like hug their like crush or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> truly don't do that. We do not need that. Couldn't be all. me. Physical touch is not my love language. So. <laughs> yeah. Especially in 2021. That just sounds no. like an absolute nightmare. Okay, it's weird to me how many times I've listened to this song and I've never heard those lyrics. (laughs) I'm like, literally, where are they in the song? I've never heard of that. That's so funny. Yeah, they're pretty like, if you know, you know, but they're kind of sneaky. Okay, the weird part that isn't sneaky about it, though, is like, if you actually looked at these lyrics, you would be like, okay, that has to reference something because otherwise, why would you like write that? Right. It seems like pretty niche and specific super super niche so then love bug which i think for me is like or maybe burning up is like the song but love bug oh i just i remember having that on absolute repeat yeah honestly i never fully knew that that was about miley until the jonas brothers came out with their chasing happiness documentary um and finding that out just completely made my life obviously (laughs) but it's so interesting two things Kevin actually is the one speaking to Miley in the documentary, which is weird. But he talks about Nick meeting Miley for the first time. And he quotes, I think when Nick met Miley, that kid's head exploded or something along those lines. And it's so interesting because they don't really mention Priyanka too much in the documentary, but they do have a whole little thing on Miley and Lovebug. So clearly this is an important Miley song. I need to watch that now. That sounds so interesting. But I also just love that, like, other people could see that they, like, loved each other. Like, that's really cute to, like, physically see your brother, like, change in that way. Nick mentions in the documentary how after meeting Miley, it was the first time he knew what love is. And that's how he was able to, like, really write songs about love is after meeting her. I'm like, oh my God, stop. My night can't handle this. <laughs> Honestly, that is so cute. Like, can you imagine being that person? <laughs> like, right. The next big song is Seven Things, which it's so good. This is, again, probably my favorite Miley, Niley song. And I never, I knew it was about Nick, but I didn't know that in the music video... She literally shows a picture of them together with his face scratched out and she's wearing his aforementioned dog tags. Like that is just so, again, an example of her just like really putting it all out there. Yeah. Side note, Nick also gave his dog tags to Selena. So playing the same cards. Yeah. No. And then Kate also wasn't their song like My Girl and wasn't he singing it to her to Selena too? Yeah. So I made a whole TikTok about this because in the book, Miley talks about how Nick would sing My Girl to Miley, like riding their bikes along next to each other. And he would sing My Girl, but change the lyrics to be Miley talking about Miley. And right after talking about that, she writes, I wow, I was so in love. And come to find out, this girl on TikTok made a video about how she was on the Disney Channel as an extra, pretty much, on the Princess Protection Program. And how she would overhear Nick Jonas calling Selena and singing My Girl to Selena. So this man, boy, did not have many cards to play, and it shows. Oh my god, I, like, want to cancel him. (laughs) 
if I didn't love him so much, like, I would fully be trying to cancel him. I know, like, I know he's, like, fully married now and whatever, but I'm kind of like, hashtag Nick Jonas is over party. Like, what's Yes, <laughs> yes. He seems like such a player. And, yeah, I, I just don't think that was ever really, like, discussed in his, like, narrative. So it's really yeah. interesting. He got by without hate, which is just crazy but yeah going back to seven things um she writes in her book she says I was angry when I wrote seven things about you I wanted to punish him to get back at him for hurting me it starts with a list of what I hate but I'm not a hater my heart just knew from the start that it was going to turn into a love song why does he get a love song because I don't hate him so there you go (laughs) it's so good it's so good I love that song so much just because I feel like that's also like a universal feeling too, like breaking up with someone and just being mad more because you like them still versus like actually hating them right so burning up is the next one and then we'll finally get to the infamous wedding bells but burning up is I would say like the apex of the Jonas Brothers career like I I think that that song is like it mm-hmm. I had no idea until your TikToks that Selena Gomez is Nick's romantic interest in that music video oh wow you learned it from the TikTok yes <laughs> I was like again where was I in 2008 Again, probably living my, like, absolute best <laughs> life in grade 10. So, like... Seriously, like I said before, like, good for you that you weren't so invested. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's crazy because the song is written about Miley, like, the iconic red dress lyric that he no longer sings anymore, which I find suspicious. But the red dress line is referring to the red dress that Miley wore to the AMAs, I believe, in 2008. So very crazy that he would write this song about Miley and then feature his new love interest, Selena Gomez, in the music video. All while there's like clearly so much drama and hate between Selena and Miley. It's so dramatic and I love it so much. Like I could write a book just on this. (laughs) Truly. The red dress thing, you're totally right. Um, Joe sings it now or they just don't sing it on tour and then there's like millions of TikToks of like when they do sing it so but I think usually they Joe does like a call out to the audience and they sing it to them or something like that but it's just I find it suspicious because I'm like it's the one lyric you know what I mean and it's like why don't you sing it anymore Hmm? just curious (laughs) it's very sus like extremely sus we kind of talked about this, but when Selena was, like, the romantic interest, like, did she know she was, like, fully being put in the middle of this Nile situation? Or did she think that Nile was over and Nick was just, like, a one one girl guy? I feel like she probably didn't know what she was really getting into the first time around. Can't say the same for, like, the second and third time around. I'm sure she had to have figured it out by then. What I wonder is whether it was Disney's idea to put her in the music video or was it her idea? Was it the Jonas Brothers idea? Like who thought to do that? Because it was quite a dramatic move. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past Disney that they like maybe coordinated it. Mm -hmm. I also forgot that phase of the Jonas Brothers that they had Big Rob like following them around. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the video last night just to do my research and stuff. And I was like, I forgot about this phase. It's 
so random. <laughs> yeah, think about how they would feature their bodyguard and like everything. Like it is very random. The other thing that um, was brought to my attention while I was making the TikToks is someone asked me whether in there's a Hannah Montana episode where Hannah and Michaela, played by Selena Gomez, are like arch enemies. And people were saying like, oh, Disney was, you know, doing classic Disney moves and pinning two women against each other. And while that is definitely possibly true in terms of pinning women against each other, that whole drama between Nick and Selena and Miley happened way after that episode was filmed and written. So it's just a coincidence. I don't know if Disney's just a sidekick for like (laughs) (laughs) predicting that, but... That's so weird because, yeah, I forgot like all of these times that they would have to interact just because when you're on the Disney Channel, you're like thrown into all of these. Like it's not just your one show, like you're thrown into all of these cameos and holiday events and stuff like that. Oh, I just wish I was a Disney child star <laughs> at this time. Like right? I want to be front and center at all of all of this drama. <laughs> like you said about like being thrown into like situations like the send it on music video that was when Nick and Miley were reconciling and that was post Selena and Nick breaking up for the first time I believe and so Nick and Miley are paired together and Selena and Kevin are paired together (laughs) and I'm like honestly props to her because I could not do a whole music video with my ex and his ex now girlfriend again you know I could just never like just the stress of even like I obviously have to look the best and like sound the best and stuff like that. The pressure is just like insurmountable. It's also just again so funny that Kevin gets dragged into this like again poor Kevin and like Selena's probably like why the fuck did I get (laughs) paired with Kevin like I'm like a mega celebrity and like I get the third Jonas brother like no way. And it just like Nick was paired with Miley made sense. Demi was paired with Joe also made sense. And then Selena and Kevin was clearly just an afterthought. And it's so awkward. It's such a disaster. Like I could just see Selena like calling her management just being like they paired me with Kevin. Like, yeah. And they literally they gave her like one sentence in the song too which is sad. Oh my god. It, that must have been so hard. So much baggage that you have to carry around with you in your whole life. So (laughs) true. Oh my god. So finally we're at like probably the juiciest thing. 2012 Nick Jonas releases Wedding Bells. Was this a super popular song? Because again, I'm embarrassed as a Niley fan to say this. I literally do not remember it. Yeah, honestly, I don't think it became popular after people obviously started realizing it was about Miley, but it was never officially released on any album. Like you can't find it on Spotify. So I don't think it ever got the full attention. It probably could have. Um, but at the same time, the lyrics of the song are just so blatantly about Miley and the timing of its release was also just so clear So I think it definitely was talked about a lot, but probably not as popular as it should have been. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of the context and the lyrics? Yeah. So like we keep mentioning, June 11th, obviously being a big day for Miley. One of the lyrics is, because if you recall, our anniversary falls 11 nights into June. And pretty much everybody knows that that's the Miley date. Um, So he was pretty clear there. And 
also there is a lyric where he says that he's hoping he gets caught so i think he wanted people to put the pieces together um and actually before performing it for the first time he does a whole spiel on how important and and personal this song is to him uh how he's never been so uncomfortable to perform a song is what he actually said which is interesting that he used the word uncomfortable and when Miley was asked about it she said I don't know anyone else who's getting married around this time so it's pretty obvious and the other the last final lyric that is so important is I don't want to love if it's not you I don't want to hear the wedding bells bloom and my Niley heart I'm, I'm gonna take that to my grave if you, <laughs> Nick Jonas you said I don't want to love if it's not you so come on now why are you loving anyone else <laughs> Honestly, that is just so, like, profound. I know that the Jonas Brothers lyrics are personal to them. I never found them that deep until this song. Yeah, I definitely think, like I said, how Nick said that no, how no song had ever been so personal to him. I do think a lot of his earlier solo songs, like Nick Jonas and the Administration, I found to be a lot more deep and personal. So I don't know whether they're trying to be more inclusive, I guess, in their more popular Jonas Brothers songs. But I think Nick definitely has the ability to get more personal. Yeah, and I love that. And I I want more of that. But yeah, (laughs) it's just so wild. But yeah, I I didn't, didn't recall the song until like, again, I've seen it like blow up on TikTok. And again, it just shows you how there is still Niley stands today and this... Like, this was released almost 10 years ago. Yeah, it's wild because in my mind, Wedding Bells is recent. Like, I remember it coming out and everyone freaking out about it. But it's almost been 10 years now. So I'm kind of like, am I stupid for still shipping <laughs> Niley this hard? But at the same time, like he said it himself, he didn't want to love if it's not her. So so let's get into, like, present day. We've said it before, like, Nick is married to... Priyanka Chopra and they got married like within a month of Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus obviously we know that Miley and Liam broke up and Nick and Priyanka as far as we know are still going strong yes but also a recent development that I found out Oh my god, I love this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm sure you have if you've heard of like blind gossip Oh, yeah, totally. Yes, yeah, so of course. I don't really know how to explain that. I don't know if you want to explain it or if your listeners know what blind gossip is. Yeah, I'm sure they know. But yeah, celebrity blinds, basically, it just alludes to the person and you you attribute to it. And like the most popular trendy one right now is Demois on Instagram. They do tons of stuff, like a lot of like the Army Hammer things and mm. just like a lot of juicy gossip. I will say, and maybe I talk about this in another episode, some of it can be problematic because it's basically just, like, really unverified stuff, whereas, like, a lot of stories that have more detail are just, like, more thought out. But anyways, you're into Celebrity Blinds, which I love. (laughs) And there was Priyanka Nick T. Yeah. So, like, like, there's no real, like, certification as to whether things are real. So take everything with a grain of salt. But there was one that was just posted like a day or two ago um, about, you know, one celebrity is really wanting to have a child like she's a little bit older and she really wants a child now. But her husband 
isn't really so keen on the idea. Um, so she's like looking into like IVF options or something like that. And there was a lot more detail to it, I guess, but all of the comments, like every single one says Priyanka and Nick Jonas, which I probably wouldn't have come to the conclusion of myself, but for whatever reason, people seem to think it's about them. Because they have like a 10 year ish age gap, right? She's in her like mid thirties and he's in his, I guess, mid (laughs) twenties. Yeah. Late, late to mid twenties. We'll just say mid twenties for, for my sake. (laughs) (laughs) I get that though. That's a hard thing with couples when you have an age gap is, yeah, you might be at like different kind of stages in your life and that's really tough, but this is really dark, especially if they're talking about like fertility things. But like, is there still like a chance for Nylee? Like, that's so brutal. Like, I'm just gonna leave it in there oh though. Like, like, I actually like Priyanka Chopra. I think she gets a lot of hate online. I have found her like nothing but lovely. So. Um. Oh, I'm I'm ready to be petty. Oh, Um, yes. Oh, spill the tea. um, Basically, I guess she's a UNICEF ambassador um, and she was okay. Don't quote me on this. I know it's something along these lines, but I don't know like the exact details. But she was um, encouraging nuclear war as a UNICEF ambassador uh, as as a UNICEF ambassador. Yeah. Um, and then also there was one point where a fan, I guess, in the crowd had been questioning her integrity in terms of like politics or something like that. And she completely cut her off and said something along the lines of, are you done talking now or are you done now? And it was just really insensitive and kind of rude the way it came across. And I mean, like I just mentioned, encouraging nuclear war is an interesting take so okay. how is that like not a bigger storyline sometimes I'm like it's wild how this happened and then we've like brushed it under the rug that is extremely concerning and as soon as we're done with this I'm gonna like <laughs> like do, do some research yeah that was the thing is I didn't want to say anything rude about her on my TikToks but people started informing me on her activism in general which is just beyond the relationship I think her as a person her you know performative activism is clear in that way and that's something that I lost a lot of respect for her because of that Okay, so now I don't feel so bad to be like, (laughs) hey, so, like, do you think, obviously, I would never, like, wish ill on someone or, like, for them to, like, get divorced or anything, but, like, Miley is recently single. She had, like, another long-term relationship with Cody Simpson, which is just, like, again, so random, but I think right now she's single. Do you ever see them getting back together? Yeah, I go back and forth because, like you said, I want to stay as respectful in terms of their relationship. Like, I don't want to wish divorce upon them. But I think there will always be a place in my heart for Nick and Miley. And I think that's the same for the both of them. I think they have special places in their hearts for each other. Um, But at the same time, I think Miley is so independent these days, um, which I'm really happy for her. And I almost don't really see her settling down. Um, And she's kind of alluded that She's also alluded to that herself in terms of marriage, how she never even really wanted to get married to Liam anyway. It was just kind of circumstantial to her, like losing her house and going through a lot of trauma and kind of grasping at anything that she had left. 
Um, so yes and no, I would like to believe that they might end up together, but um, I think they're in very different places at the moment. I see that. I wonder, yeah, if it's like something that would ever happen 10, 20 years down the road, but I didn't really know that about Miley Cyrus and Liam's marriage, but it totally makes sense when you look back at it that way. And yeah, love that she's taking some time to to herself. And obviously we wish Nick and Miley all the best, but or maybe not Nick. <laughs> like, yeah, let I us did. know what you think, because at the end of all of this, I started realizing that I don't know how much uh, Nick Jonas deserves my respect question mark (laughs) your fandom yeah I agree I'm gonna ponder that I feel like a a lot of new information has I has (laughs) um, been given to me today so TBD if I am a Nick fan but like I still it's gross it's the same with me and Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez like I don't particularly like Justin Bieber but now but it's like I still Loki want them to get back together like again he's also married like yeah I know that like Jelena was like super toxic for each other but just like Niley I also am like well I kind of should be why is it like I all the facts have been presented to me and I'm still like wanting them to get back together I feel that so the last thing before we wrap up in this marathon of a podcast (laughs) cue from Kara is there any comparisons to Olivia Rodrigo Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter that we can kind of compare to the Niley plus Selena situation yeah so just in terms of like physical appearance I thought it was funny because I find Sabrina to kind of look like 2009 Miley and Josh, you know, the curly brown haired boy to be Nick Jonas and then Olivia looking kind of like Selena. But in terms of their roles, I think Olivia is more like Miley, you know, like the first love, the one who's so in love. And then he turns her back on her and goes to Selena, which in this case, I guess is Sabrina. So definitely parallels, but um, it's just, I think there's like a 10 year cycle on love triangles and we're, we're back to the 2020 love cycle there obviously is something especially like every tv show and movie has a love triangle but there's something that is just so intriguing about it this is really shady but like I feel like Olivia is really into music like Miley is and that Sabrina is into music like Selena is never thought about it like that but that's such a good point like that's so shady but like you know yeah honestly you raise a great point and your podcast is called ready to be petty so I'm here for that we have to end like on a hot take I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other comparisons I guess just like the extreme fandom as well and then like all of the lyric analysis and like conspiracy theories are are happening again so right and of course like they're all in Disney Channel which is also a similarity Josh Joshua Bassett's sister just followed me on TikTok and I am so I just want to message her so bad and be like sister spill the tea like what do we not know tell me oh my Um, god that's so juicy that's wild how do you know it's his sister um someone had commented on my TikTok that I made about Miley Cyrus and Emily Osmond on Hannah Montana 
how they weren't actually friends in real life and they hated each other. Turns out Joshua's sister was an extra on the Hannah Montana movie and confirmed that, that they actually got into a lot of arguments on set. And at first I didn't even realize that it was Joshua Bassett's sister, but I click on her page and her name is Winter Bassett. And I go to look at her Instagram and Joshua Bassett follows her. So just very interesting. I love that you're like kind of on the periphery of all this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm so close to knowing. And it's so wild, too, because the timing of this all, like me doing my Nylee series is coming out at the same time of this Olivia, Josh, Sabrina love triangle, which was a pure coincidence. Like, it's so weird to think that the timing kind of lined up like that. But also for Joshua's sister to comment, if she had commented like two months ago, I wouldn't have known anything about Joshua Bassett. So a weird situation. Again, this situation just has me thinking again, like, does Disney have some type of hand in this? Like, are they producing this and we just will never know? Yeah, with Dick, Miley, and Selena, I feel like it was more genuine. With this Olivia, Josh, Sabrina situation, it feels more orchestrated and more like PR. So I guess that's something we might find out 20 years down the road, like we're analyzing Miley. But (laughs) it definitely seems to me to be more fake on the Olivia, Josh, Sabrina end. It's like too coincidental and it doesn't have this like years of history for there to be like an orchestrated aspect of it. It's just... I don't know, too coincidental, but I'm still following it as I would any Nile information. So right. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of the work that you've done and all of your research. I really appreciate it. And I had so much fun and I learned so much. Yay, I'm glad I can be a little bit of an educator. <laughs> honestly you should do like a thesis on this (laughs) go back to school and write your get your master's degree in um Nile studies (laughs) yeah I've legitimately like all my notes are longer and I put in more effort into finding all the information than I ever have for any school project so (laughs) I think think about that all the time I was like no who could have been an A plus student you if you (laughs) cared about what you studied compared to Yes, what you're what you're doing now, because you're right. The amount of research I put into even just collecting stuff for this podcast was way more than I did for any research paper. So it's too funny. Where can the listeners follow you? Watch your TikTok series. Just plug everything that you've got going on. Yeah, so I'm on TikTok, obviously, at LOL Missy. I just finished my Nile series, but by the time you're listening to this, I will be probably full swing onto my next one about Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato. So if you want more information about Nick Jonas being a fuckboy, my series is here for you. Oh my god, my interest is already peaked. I love this. <laughs> I do Twitch streams randomly. So that's something because <laughs> yeah. TikTok only allows me to do one minute episodes. Sometimes I like to do a deeper dive on Twitch. So can't really give you exact information, but tune in there if you want more deep dives. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much for coming on and we'll have to do this again. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun for me too. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, go leave us some love on Apple Podcasts by writing a rating and review and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to hear the latest 
updates of RTBB. I've been on a lot of podcasts recently and I'll make sure to highlight those on all my socials. I hope that you are safe and sound out there and staying healthy. As always, I'm your host Tori and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.